0: Danny Mayhew. Yeah. So she stayed on the cruise a team another year, I believe, after I would left. So we kind of broke up the band there. But she, oh, British. You mean she left me? She left you, <laughs> she but she
1: returned. Me. Listen, she divorced you, but then she came back to you. She came you running know. back. I did. Exactly. She <laughs> <I> did. couldn't <laughs> live without. Never Danny. to let go she again. That's right. It's like That's a Disney right. movie. <laughs> no, no, because hopefully none of the parents die in this movie. So, oh gosh. You know. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bye. Welcome to another episode of the DCL Duo podcast brought to you by my Path Unwinding Travel. I am your host today, Sam. As you can tell, because I did the intro for the show, Brian is not joining me today. But that's all right, because this is going to be a girls show. I've got two lovely ladies joining me today. They are, I'm going to call them Disney experts. And I say that because they both used to work for Disney Vacation Club and were DVC guides on Disney Cruise Line and both still work in the industry although not for Disney any longer. But I'm going to welcome Danny and British to the show. Welcome ladies.
0: Hello. Hello. It's a Hello. Girl's
1: day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Girls power. Who run right. the world? <laughs> who run the world? That's Girls. right. That's right. I love it. Well, for those of you who have listened to our show for a while now, you have already met Danny because she was on our show not too long ago talking about her journey into becoming a DVC guide and of course what she's up to today at the DVC rental store. But we've also got British joining us. British is friends with Danny from the time they spent together uh, working for DVC and sailing on Disney Cruise Line as guides. But British, let's let's start with you and and talk about sort of your background, where your career started, because I think that's actually quite interesting um, before even joining DVC and sort of your journey through DVC and and where you're at now, because as I mentioned, you are
0: still with the industry. Yeah, yeah, I kind of, you know, was not in the industry, got in the, as in travel and Disney industry. Got in it, left, and came back. So it's it's very interesting, but it's all tied together. But first of all, thank you so much for allowing me to, to to be a part of this show. I'm very excited to share with your audience. And of course, anytime I get a chance to hang out with my girl, whether it's in person or virtually, Danny Dan, as I call her, or baby, I baby love it. we have nicknames for
1: <laughs> <laughs> baby so, D. We're gonna call I'm gonna call her exactly baby D and Queen B,
0: B. and Queen B. B. Queen, we got a lot of them. Uh, but anytime I get to hang out with her virtually or in person. And it's always a treat. So, thank you for having me and having us. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I we can go way back in time, but with me, but we're not going to do that. I'll, I'll just start with my journey from Chicago to Florida because it was really when I relocated to Florida in the early 2000s. That's when, you know, a whole new career uh, began for me. I'm initially from Chicago and I relocated here in uh, around two. 2000? Gosh, 2000, 2001 by way of a a job opportunity at the time. And it was to work on air as the title was called a show host for HSN previously known as Home Shopping Network. Yes, QVC, the whole shopping channel thing. Um, And I'd always had a a background of uh, public speaking, uh, presentations, always worked in some facet of customer facing type sales. And so it was an opportunity that really kind of combined all of that. I was referred to it from some previous clients. Hey, you'd be great at this. And it was kind of like out of nowhere. Went through interview process, process probably, it seemed like over about a year to get that role. And it was pivotal when I got it. Because again, it was was just, you know, girl from the city of Chicago working in corporate to, oh, wow, I'm on national television. Yeah. Selling everything from, you know, microwaves to pots and pans to vacuums.
2: I actually never asked you this. Did you get recognized, like, in public? Because, I mean, I've been on a few podcasts and people recognize me already. So I can't even imagine being on national TV. I'm sure you (laughs) probably got recognized, right? Yeah, actually, I did, believe it
0: or not, in, like, airports and things like that. Or when I would just, like, random cities. Because, again, there's these shopping channel, you know, Fanatic, right? Like, yeah. this is what they do. Uh, and this is the TV that they watch. And so, every now and again, someone, would, hi, British. And I'd be, what, who, hello? And, you know, because I'm not a celebrity. <laughs> I would oftentimes <laughs> just say, hey, I, I'm a salesperson. I just sell stuff on TV. That That's the difference. But yeah, I would get recognized very different than today because, of course, this was pre social media, you know, real. Bonafide internet and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, nonetheless, yes. But I, it was great. I had a lot of fun doing that and that lots of people worked with, you know, worked with some celebrities who would come on with their products and did that for many years after probably about 11 years or so, I uh, relocated my husband and I to Orlando because I was going to stay with them, but I just wanted to change my type of work. I had been on TV for a long time. I had worked Every single hour around the clock, 2 a.m. shows, 2 p.m. shows, 5 p.m. shows, 5 a.m. shows. I was burnt out, to be honest. And uh, it was time for change. But I kept one foot in the HSN pool, but I went on as a contract guest maybe every couple of months for a couple hours. When I relocated to Orlando with my husband, because this is his hometown where he's from. We lived in Tampa. We used to drive here all the time. I loved Orlando. I said, well, since I'm in Orlando, my next dream job, something I've always wanted to do was to work for the mouse. Right. You got to work. I mean, if you live in Orlando,
1: you love Disney. Who else are you going to work for? Right.
0: You got to have at least a stint with it. Right. Like We always say, it's like you either you live in Orlando or Orlando area, you either work for Disney, have worked for Disney before or know someone that worked for Disney. Like we, I think that's across the board. So that dream was fulfilled, started from the ground up with Disney. I was still kind of playing a little bit at HSN, but I said, well, I can't seem to get in here at a higher level. What do I, I just got to get in where I can fit in. But I thought, well, this will be an opportunity for me to learn all things Disney. So I started in reservations. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, and, but now I will give you a little caveat, a little little piece. This was at a time in our history as a nation, really as a world, and, and where there was a major economic downturn going on. So you can get that 2008, 2009, mm-hmm. 2010. And seriously, a lot of people at all different levels of, of their career were out of work. It, the interesting thing is that I was in a, my training class with People that honestly had owned their own companies that had been directors and, you know, VPs that come like seriously, we were, it leveled us out. So it was like, I'm just trying to get into Disney wherever I can and then move to where I want to be once I'm yep. in there, which is not unusual for Disney. Yeah. Absolutely. As they say, the cream rises to the top. I mean, you can get in there, be willing to take a step back or two or three, whatever, learn the the industry, learn the craft, do what you have to do. And then if you want to move around and get back into more of what fits you, you usually can. So I did that for a couple of years, not long. I went into sales and service leadership, had a team, but my goal was to get back into sort of individual contributor type sales, but for Disney. DVC. That was the opportunity. Did that. Loved it. Yeah. And that's a a
1: perfect opportunity, right? It's a perfect transfer of your skills from doing, I mean, you were doing TV sales, then you're changing to doing more in-person sales, telephone as well, obviously, as DVC guides have to do some of that. But you also get to do some videos and things like that as a guide. I imagine if you're someone who's a good on-air talent, they will utilize you in that way. I mean, we've seen videos for, for example, the new Disneyland hotel tower and things like that. That. So, you know, there, I'm sure you were, I'm guessing you were in videos. It would not surprise me whatsoever. I did
0: some videos. They, the way that they used my skill set what was in that regard was, uh, live presentations. Yeah. So presentations. we
2: worked on the cruise ship together and we got to do presentations several times throughout the cruise. And those were always so much fun because when we were cruise guides, there was a team of how many people would you think were Oh, at that time, at time. Oh, it was a designated cruise team. So now, like, I, I think the way that they do it is if you're a DVC guide, you work on land, you work on cruise, you work over the phone. And for us, we worked on land a little bit, but it was mostly on the cruise. And so I think there was only like 15 of us. Maybe 12 to 15. It was a yeah, no very like
0: exclusive group. And it was special, too, to get on that team. It, it was, was a big deal. Not everybody it was. was in, you literally had to be
2: invited a recommended to interview kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody wanted to be on the cruise team. And so we would sail with, you know, different people on our team. But you had like a work wife or like a work husband. And British was my work wife. And we got to sail together quite often. We still sailed with other people. But whenever we would look at our schedule and we would see, you know, each other on our schedules, it was always so exciting because our presentations, like, were so much fun. We got the audience involved. Like we just had a blast together. And then not to mention, we, you know, had fun outside of the presentations as well. We did a lot of things.
1: I love that. I love that. Well, before we get to the, the, the topic I want to talk about, which is some of your favorite excursions while at sea, you know, at, on land, obviously excursions, but while you're sailing on Disney Cruise Line. British, why don't you tell folks where you are right now in your career? Because I think that's also super interesting. I've of course mentioned that Danny is with DVC Rental Store and, and we've talked about that and we'll talk about that a little bit more, I think at the end of the show, but I'd love for folks to hear where your career has brought you now post DVC.
0: Yeah. So you're talking about full circle. You just never know where life will take you. And so right, right, literally before COVID, right before everything just crashed, I left DVC and used my real estate license to work for a builder. So I was selling homes in the new construction industry right before the, the right before everybody got laid off at, D, at Disney. So you know, it was tough, but that timing, I went from that industry into selling homes, which we all know was like a a booming industry at the time. And so it was crazy. Where'd that come from? But in the last, maybe just six or seven months, it has not been long. My, a good friend of mine, Danny included, Marissa, came to me and said, but it's just an opportunity. We don't know what you're doing now, but there's an opportunity (laughs) that we think you'd be great at. Back in the Disney bubble, not back at Disney, but joining us at the World of DVC. I honestly, I was just like, oh wait, okay, World of DVC, Nick Cotton, like, oh, I remember, like he left DVC six, seven, eight years ago. What's going on with that? Now at the time, my vision of World of DVC, I knew... I didn't even know it was called World of DBC. I knew it was DVC Resale Market. Nick Cotton. my, my, I envisioned it, Nick, maybe one other sales rep. They were doing their thing from like seven years ago. Like that was the last time I knew about it was when Nick went off on his own.
1: Well, now it's like a huge conglomerate because you've got the resale market, you've got the rental store, you've got BR Guest Travel. It's it's mm-hmm. it's a it's now it's a. I don't know, there's a multitude of services that are now under that World of DVC, you know, umbrella. And
2: it happened fast, too. Yeah. You know, so there was like a little talk about DVC resale market. And then all of a sudden, it was World of DVC. <laughs> right. You know, we kind of play. And so I actually work for the resale market. But oh, I do. do store, yeah. No, no, yeah. Because we do. We do. You know, yeah. we I'm part so of many, the yeah. Unlocked Magic team, and we do, we talk a lot about the rental store and the SWAT program, but we're all like one big happy family, and so we right. do a lot in, in all the different realms of the world of DVC. But I remember we, we got together, me, Carrie and Marissa and we're like, "Okay, how do we get British to come, <laughs> come over here. to work for the company? Like we like brainstormed how to get her over. We're like, there's nobody else that could do this role. Like this mm-hmm. is a very specific role and she is just going to be incredible over there. And we got her. <laughs> I love
0: it. it. It was on the, st- it, seriously, because I, I had not, admit, to be honest, had, been, had not been keeping up with it and what mm-hmm. was going on with Nick and his business. And what did, like I said, I thought it was sort of just him being incredibly successful with his just sort of one man show. Sure. I had no idea it was all of this. And so it was on truly the strength of my trust in these ladies, how much I love them, follow them to the end of the earth and, you know, our relationship. No one else I don't think I would have talked to. I I just I you know I had some other things going on, but it was like, okay, if they're talking to me about this, then I need to pay attention. And and so anyway, fast forward, I was delighted and took on the opportunity. And so where I am now is part of that conglomerate, part of the world of DVC umbrella, but under what's called Be Our Guest Vacations. And that's the, actually one of the most recent businesses that have been added to the table of businesses that all is this all-encompassing travel program that that Nick and others put together. But nonetheless, it's, it's the more traditional travel agency. So, you know, for those folks that, you know, are not DVC members or maybe are not, don't have enough points to cruise or even, you know, trade out or anything like that which I know Danny will talk about, swap or anything or maybe they have friends and family that uh, would just love to have exceptional service with planning their Disney vacations, their Royal Caribbean, their Virgin voyage, Voyages and beyond. So no points, you know, involved in, unless you're swapping, but nonetheless there's a space for a traditional travel agency, but what makes us so great is that, you know, these are the epitome of experts when it comes to planning all things Disney. I've never, like I worked for Disney for almost seven years and I thought I knew a whole lot, (laughs) seriously. These girls I'm like I don't know whatever you say it's okay like tell me I don't know which ride should we go on like they're amazing
1: at what they I do. feel you British because people um email or message me all the time asking me like Disney World in, in particular questions yeah. like very specific like travel planning questions and I am often referring them to somebody else because people assume because I'm a and I'm going to put air quotes here quote unquote expert on Disney Cruise Line and I say that because there's things I'm learning new every day even about the cruise line, but just because, you know, one area of the Disney business. And for me, I've never worked for Disney uh, living, of course, in the Pacific Northwest. That's not really an option for us. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so many facets of the Disney business and so many facets of Disney travel in particular, that being an expert in one area does not necessarily mean you're an expert in another area. And so it's wonderful that this community of Disney experts, frankly, exists, right? Like this, This Disney community is so interrelated and there's so many relationships that sort of cross over between different companies and different even locations and different social media influencers and podcasters. And I love that because I feel like the community is so welcoming and helpful even when you are at different, you know, different places, perhaps in your career. But there are so many experts out there. And like I said, I try to refer, I refer people to other experts all the time when they ask those travel questions, because... There's so much to know. Uh, Particularly, I always say on the Disney World side, it's the most complicated vacation you will ever plan in your life.
2: And that's what I think is so special about travel agents these days. It's like, even if you are an expert, even if you know Mm -hmm. everything about Disney, it's a lot of work to plan a Disney vacation, even if you know everything. And sometimes like You just don't want to do the work and they'll do it for you for free. (laughs) Like They do everything for you for free. So why not? You know, it's not like you're just booking a quick, quick, like weekend getaway. Like a Disney trip is very involved. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I'm going to take advantage of this
1: opportunity because I have two... Experts with me, I will say on Disney Cruise Line, not just myself. Obviously, the two of you having spent so much time as DVC guides on the ships, um, in you know it's their various locations in the Caribbean, the Bahamas, in Alaska, in Europe. I know neither of you have got, done the sailings to uh, Australia, and New Zealand because they haven't happened yet, but soon to soon to be happening. Uh, I, I think. Uh, I have to take advantage for my audience and and find out from you all some of your favorite excursions from when you did sail on Disney Cruise Line, and I know, British, that you still sail on Disney Cruise Line as a guest. And so I know you have even recent experience from an Alaska cruise. But let's dive in there and talk about some of your you know favorite excursions, whether you say you got to do them together or separately. Let's start with maybe like Caribbean Bahamas though. Let's let's leave Alaska as the crown jewel so I kind of want to I kind of want to save that for last. So let's talk Caribbean Bahamas and then we can talk a little bit of Europe and then we'll hit Alaska as I said the crown jewel. So Danny, any Caribbean or Bahamian excursions that you did while well, either as a passenger or as a guide that you just really enjoy and would recommend to, to our audience and the Disney cruising community?
2: Oh my goodness, there's so many. It's like so hard to pick, but I would say my favorite. So I love to scuba dive. Do either of you, I don't know. British, I, you you know, know, I know that, but I know I'm not.
1: I do not scuba dive. I love to snorkel. I've never done scuba diving I kind of want to, but I'm also
2: kind of terrified of it, so I I have not. No, you I have definitely not put into it. Let me put. It Honestly, so I'm not very good at like meditating or sitting still or anything like that. But I could tell you, I am in my most meditative state when I am scuba diving. I it is my favorite thing on the planet. If you want to get certified, you could do it really cheaply in Cozumel, Mexico. Small little plug. For them. I love that. Um, no, that's great. That's great. So I would say. I love scuba diving in the different locations because it's just the water is crystal clear over there. And then I really loved swimming with the stingrays. Oh,
1: the one at Castaway or or at one of the other locations? In Cayman. So I've done it a few times.
2: I've done it in Cayman. I've also done it in... I think it was Belize as well. But the one in Cayman these stingrays are i don't know what they are eating but they are they'll cover your whole entire body and like you get kind of get to like i don't really like to like touch the sea life because i just don't think that i don't really, like to either i mean some people do and they literally like cover your whole entire body it's insane so i would say that would be my favorite in the caribbean
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, that freaks me out. I'm not letting stingrays lay on top of me, but it sounds great for somebody who would like to do that. But I I, it sounds like I need to try some scuba diving.
0: What about you, British?
1: What, What would what would give us like your one or two top favorite, you know, excursions in Bahamas, Caribbean?
0: Yeah. So number one, nope, not going scuba diving.
3: <laughs> I'm
0: just too scared. scaredy, scaredy cat. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to take a little bit of an angle, a different angle around what to do in the Caribbean. Okay. But I think it might be whoever, like your audience who's listening, who might appreciate the alternative. And that is, you know, St. Lucia's great, line there. It was amazing. Oh, yeah. But one of the things that I used to love to do the most with like when I'd go to certain islands in the Caribbean, because we'd go back so often, is that's my time. I love to stay on the ship. I love like when we went to the Bahamas and I think Jamaica doesn't mean those aren't great places, the port adventure options are phenomenal. Look into them. If you've never been off, you know, the, the the ship and on you know in those places, definitely enjoy. But for I'm gonna talk to the folks that might be listening or watching that say, Yeah, you know, I've done a, quite a few Caribbean cruises. I want to be able to what can I do? If you're someone that says, I'd love to know what it's like to almost feel like the ship was mine, and That's I jarring. just want to chill, or I want most of the people to be gone, and I want to get maybe some good deals at the spa, stay on the ship. I'm I'm not telling everybody to stay on the ship. You know who you are. I'm talking to you. (laughs) It's a treat, treat, treat. Because I think a lot of people feel like every time you go to ports, you just Mm -hmm. must get off. Yeah, you must get off if you've never gone to that place before. Right. But if you've gone there before, let that be your relaxation and chill time. So that's what I would do a lot in the
2: Caribbean because we used to go all the time. So often. Yes. And you do get great discounts at the spa on port days.
1: That is a really good point. I love a massage and I am happy to do it, whether it's a C day or a port day. And with your DVC membership, if you are an owner, you get 20% off a spa treatment only on port days. So that's yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, the spa also runs some specific port day discounts. And so that's a, a great tip, British. I love that.
2: Do the rainforest room as well.
1: Oh, yeah. The Rainforest Room is is another fabulous place. I'm going to give a plug for parasailing. And at Castaway, I just got to go parasailing for I'll, my first and second time parasailing because we did a back-to-back cruise on The Wish. So we had two stops at Castaway between the two cruises. And I had never done parasailing before. Brian has done it several times. He pretty much signs up for parasailing every cruise <laughs> that goes to Castaway. And he's only gotten to do it a handful of times because it gets canceled it gets quite canceled a bit a lot, for, yeah. Yeah, for the wind conditions. The wind has to be not too windy and not too calm. And I, there's just like that sweet spot. It's basically like fireworks at Disneyland. It's like touch and go. You never know until like a minute before whether or not it's going to actually happen. So yeah, yeah I got to do parasailing. and And Danny, what you mentioned about scuba diving really rang for me because... The scuba diving, where you're talking about sort of a peaceful and your mind can kind of be still. That's how I felt parasailing. It was so quiet.
2: You can't tell me that you're going to go flying up in the air, but you (laughs) won't try scuba diving. Listen, I was terrified to go parasailing for the first
1: time. I'm so glad I did it. No regrets. And so I think you're right. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to try scuba. I just don't, I don't know where yet. I'll have to scout that out a little bit on for the next couple of cruises that we're taking and figure out a way Well, to you tell
2: me when you're going on your next cruise, give me your itinerary. I'll tell you the best port to go <laughs> scuba diving. Because I <laughs> think I've dove... Every single port.
1: Yeah. Listen, as we're recording, we're going, we're sailing in just over a week. So <laughs> <of Perfect. course. laughs> oh. where yes. are you going? We are going out of Miami. We are, I think we're just hitting NASA and Castaway though. So okay. maybe NASA, I'll have to look to see if there's anything available there, but I don't know if there is. So
2: little tip, do n- they have these like fun dives, okay? Yeah. Where you okay. could try it, like try it before you buy it. Do not do that. whatever you do, do not do a fun dive as your first dive. And I'll tell you why. So that like peaceful feeling that I Mm -hmm. get when I dive, there's no way you are going to get that on your very first dive. They throw you right into the ocean and they're just like fake. I mean, they do like a little course. So I actually did a full patties open water certification. And then... I wanted to feel even more comfortable because I was like, if I'm going to do this, I want to feel very safe. I want to know exactly what to do in case of an emergency. So I actually went on and got my advanced certification. So an additional like week long class. So I did like two full weeks of learning everything there is to know about diving. And now I can feel totally comfortable. I cannot even imagine if they would have just thrown me my <laughs> first dive ever in. was in a pool and right. I almost had a panic attack in the pool <laughs> so I can only imagine if I was what out in the things. deep blue sea yeah I would freak out so yeah if you're gonna learn how to dive I think anyone that I've ever talked to that hates scuba diving it's because they did one of those fun dives and yeah. not the, the actual certification so
1: Good I would say do that. yeah I love that
3: Hey, DCL Duo fans, you know, we get the question all the time, should I use a travel agent to book my next Disney cruise or should I just book with Disney directly? And I'm going to tell you, if you have that question in the back of your mind right now, you should stop what you're doing and head over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo. The folks over at My Path Unwinding provide an amazing service. They are so knowledgeable and so friendly. We rely on them ourselves to book our family vacations and they provide an amazing service. And the best part is, you don't pay anything extra for it. Disney, other tour providers, and other cruise lines have built the cost of their commission into their pricing. So if you're booking directly, you are just paying that money back to the provider when you could be spending it on the kind of service you would get from My Path Unwinding Travel. You've heard from their agents on our show. They are so knowledgeable, so giving of their time. They know so much about Disney Cruise Line, Sailing Concierge, other cruise lines, other all-inclusive vacations and adventures by Disney that if you have a vacation in mind, they are the ones to book it for you. So again, head over to MyPathUnwinding.com dc Duo, so they know we sent you their way. Thanks, My Path Unwinding, for sponsoring the show. And with that, back to our episode.
1: All right, well, let's move on to Europe. Now, Europe, of course, is a very large place. So, you know, if you've got maybe a favorite excursion in the Med. Maybe a favorite excursion in sort of the British Isles if you did one of those sailings and maybe a favorite excursion in Northern Europe. Or if you just got, you know, two, it doesn't really matter what category, but let's let's get, you know, two or three favorite excursions from Europe and, and don't feel limited to, you know, geography because obviously there's a lot to see over in those cruises and i know you all would have sailed with the on the magic to yes, europe yes. and now the dream is in you know in europe so it's a obviously a slightly different experience but i'm sure the excursions are are very similar now british let's start with you
0: so i was gonna yeah so i was gonna i was kind of looking at danny like danny what excursions did we do because all right so a couple of quick things so every time i've gone on the I was one whole summer i think we went twice but it's always been with with danny and i, I will oh, tell nice. you the reason why i kind of defer to her on this is because danny was my tour guide quite yeah first. i love that when I we know. went on if
2: it were up to british we would be in the rainforest yeah. So, yeah. no 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 if it were that not, not, not <laughs> the actual <neighbors, laughs> the room we'd right. be at the spa. we'd be <laughs> going shopping and i'm like get your strap your belts on we're doing something crazy today get your water bottle get
1: your backpack we're going out because i mean let's be honest danny is an adventurer she is right as we're talking she is in rome italy like on video with us (laughs) it's like seven o'clock at night for her actually almost eight o'clock at night for her it's almost 11 o'clock in the morning here for me it's you know it's it's almost three o'clock in the afternoon for british as recording so we're all over the place right now but danny is the adventurer all right well danny tell us some of the some of the best excursions you all took over in europe
2: okay so my favorite one and we're actually going there next weekend i believe was a boat so a a boat ride to chinketere So we got to see the little towns and it's, it's really cool to actually go into the towns, but to see it from the water was just magnificent. And I'm the type of person when I travel somewhere, I like to go to places that like nobody goes. And so when I saw, you know, the shore excursion for Chinkitato, I was like, oh, but everybody goes there, you know. Maybe, maybe I'll try something different. And then I actually had some members that were on the cruise that were doing that excursion, and we just had so much fun together. And they're like, you have to come on it. Yes. So I was like, I dragged the group. I will say it was one of those times I was like, okay, I get why everybody comes here because it was just breathtaking. I loved that area and then when we did the amalfi coast yes. and we you know we're drinking limoncello just going shopping and also uh where was it well was it monte carlo yeah that we went to and we were wearing the big hats and yeah. and just like we were they had like the all these fancy cars and they let us just like, oh yeah jump in all the cars yeah Oh my goodness. There's just so many, like what else did we do? So, yeah. Because a lot of what we did was like,
0: uh Walking tours, sightseeing. Yeah, we did a lot of walking and going into the Vatican. Like the Vatican, the Vatican was amazing. It's just Sistine Chapel. Did we walk through that together? Was that when? Mm Because I so one of the uh, Mediterranean itineraries that we did. We went back twice in the summer, and one of them. Do you remember my husband Shelby joined for the second leg because it happened to fall during my birthday. And oh, how fun! We flew Danny and I and the whole team. We were already. Out there, Shelby joined us for the second leg at because we had to turn around and do it again from Barcelona,
1: right? Right, the reverse itinerary, essentially.
0: Yeah, yeah. and so we went into Sistine Chapel, which you know, when you go to Europe, the, like for me, I'm a major history buff, I love like old world architecture that's when I go nuts. So definitely not staying in for that. I'm, you know, I'm bad in the Caribbean where I'm looking for ways to relax on the ship. But when you go to places like that, I'm like gone from sunup to sundown. And so I will say for uh, the time that maybe you in your life, it was a milestone birthday. I think for me, my husband was coming to Europe for the very first time. So we did a little bit of a once in a lifetime type splurge where we did a private tour so that oh, is wow, an wow. opportunity as well. And I think it was even offered through Port Adventures where you can book a private car. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying go all out like that for every time, but I mean, you're not, most people aren't going to the med all the time anyway for their cruise but if it's that bucket list special occasion once in a lifetime you want to do something different ask about any kind of private tours because we did that and it I, I can't remember what part maybe it was in the Amalfi Coast but we actually went to a wine went on a wine tour and went to a wine cellar that was about 250 years old oh wow fantastic and had wine and cheese and, and it was incredible and that was a part of that private tour so i definitely awesome. that as well. what about some of the let's talk a little northern
1: europe like british isles iceland norway did you guys get to do any of those itineraries I did and if not, so danny may not
0: she stayed on the cruise a team another year i believe after i'd left so kind of broke up the band there but she oh me. british you may she friend. left me. She loved you. She but she returned.
1: Me. Listen, she divorced you, but then she came back to you. She came running you know, back. I did. Exactly. <laughs> I did. She couldn't <laughs> live without you, Danny. Never Dani. to she go couldn't. again. Apart. That's right. It's like a That's Disney right. movie. No, no, because hopefully none of the parents die in this movie. So, <laughs> oh, gosh. You know. Yes, <laughs> yeah.
2: Iceland is one of my favorite places on the entire planet. Wow. It's like going to another planet. Mm-hmm. I love iceland um okay so iceland my favorite i don't even there's no way to pick a favorite thing to do in iceland i would say if i was going to recommend someone who's going to be in iceland for the day i think we actually did an overnight when i went oh in reykjavik yeah Mm -hmm, in reykjavik and we the first day we did the gold coast i think it's called tour where you just it's like the second the ship docks, to you know, the second you kind of get need to get back on board, and then the the next day we did the south. I think it's called the south coast or the mm-hmm. south, coast and went around and saw all the waterfalls, and ah, we went to amazing. the blue lagoon, mm. which was incredible. Oh, yeah. It's just as cool as it looks in the pictures, by the way. Yeah, and I dream about that silica mask that they give you because your skin will never be so soft. Wow. And then actually I loved Iceland so much on the cruise that I went back in the winter time, not oh, on the wow. cruise. Yeah, And that was really cool to see Iceland in the summer and the winter because it's totally different. So I have photos in front of some of the waterfalls and in the summertime, it's all green and lush. And then right. in the winter time, it's frozen like completely oh, frozen over that exact same photo um so that was really cool and i did this in iceland but my favorite time that i did it was actually in alaska with british so i'm not going to spoil this because i feel All like right. we're getting to alaska yes we're getting to we're going to be right there in a second yeah but uh the glaciers are really cool in iceland too and then in norway my favorite thing to do is actually to hike pulpit rock
1: Yes, that's what I was going to say, Danny. That was so. We did Norway last September, and it's the only European cruise that I've done on on Disney. It's actually the only European cruise I've done. Soon, I will have a river cruise in my in my repertoire this this December. That hike to Pulpit Rock was incredible, also terrifying. Did you and do it on a rainy day? It, it did rain uh, most of when we were going down. So when we got up top, it sort of started raining and then go, going down. Thankfully, it wasn't hard, hard raining. It was more drizzly, but it definitely made that the hike down quite scary because it was you know there's a few times where i almost ate it thankfully i didn't and it's a tough hike to be fair it it's is. not it's not you don't need to be an expert hiker i'm not an expert hiker and i did do it in sneakers but you need to be in decent shape it's it's not for somebody who is who does not go out and walk mm-hmm. and does not do any exercise whatsoever. well you have a few
2: obstacles right you have to yes. do the hike in time to get back to the ship so it doesn't leave <laughs> you Right, so that's the first thing, and then you have to check the weather because yes. I would say if you do it when it's sunny and bright, I would say it's probably like a, a seven or an eight, and probably. then if it's raining, it's like a twenty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, difficult because, because you're 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 walking up or downhill. Yep, basically on like an ice skating rink it's so slippery
1: yeah and the steps and it's sort of like the the rocks make these sort of natural steps and so that's what most of the hike is and you're going up and down and up and down but of course always going up more and more the steps are quite big we're not talking about like step of a regular staircase that's i don't know maybe like I don't know, six or eight inches or something. These are like 20 inches tall at times. And so you are making these very big steps and actually going down, it's like scarier than going up because yeah. you are pounding on your on your legs. But anyway, I, I thought that was a fantastic excursion as well. We did that. And then another one that I loved was the, the helicopter ride to see the glaciers. We did not get to land on a glacier. We were just, this is in Norway and the fjords, going and, and seeing the glaciers yeah but i have not done alaska yet which is where i feel like we need to go Uh, as i mentioned alaska is sort of the the crown jewel you i think people ask the most about excursions in alaska and of course people rave about the excursions in alaska i will give one caveat in saying the excursions in alaska are like twice or sometimes three times as expensive as excursions in other locations. But it's because of the types of excursions you're doing, things like dog sledding, helicopter rides, you know, glacier visits, all that kind of stuff. That's the kind of... You're doing all this outdoorsy stuff where you need expert guides with you and sometimes equipment and things like that. So. With that caveat that you will spend as much on your excursions as you will on the cruise itself in Alaska, if not more, let's talk about favorite excursion in Alaska. Danny, let's start with you this time.
2: My advice to anyone who's listening to this who's never been to Alaska is, you know, all those cruises that British was telling you to stay on the ship? Do that. Save up all your money. <laughs> Never go on another excursion again on any other cruise and save it for Alaska. Yeah, because yeah. it is bucket list. It will be ingrained in your memory for the rest of your life. It will be the most amazing cruise you've ever done. Still, to the, like, It gives me chills. Love this place. Okay, so my favorite excursion that I have ever done was with British Queen Bee. <laughs> I still can't believe I actually convinced her to do this with me. I I don't know if you know which one because there, was, there okay. was two that I convinced her to do. I think you're actually going to say the other one as your favorite. Okay. <laughs> All right, we'll see. My, my favorite was when we kayaked to Mendenhall Glacier. And I think, Sam, I think I told you this on the last pod- podcast. We put the crampons on our shoes, yes, and we walked on top of the glacier, but yes. we also got to go into the glacier ice caves, yes. which I actually just found out are closed now because they have oh. caved because they cave and melt and oh yep, and so nobody's allowed to go in them now, so I'm so grateful that we got to do it. It's extremely sad to think about, but I'm so thankful that we got to do it. And and I actually did do that in Iceland as well. So if you can't do it in Alaska, you can still do it in Iceland. Right. And it's pretty epic. And you can
1: probably still do the kayaking part and you might be able to do yes. some of the cramping uh, on the glaciers, just not into the caves. You're just, yep. I'm sure they have something similar even if it's not exactly the same.
2: Yeah, so there's like different, and don't worry, if you're not like a huge adventurer or like you're not a, a big risk taker, like we were jumping over Crevasses. I don't know. We lost our mind. But if you're not crazy like that, there's different levels that you could do. There's seriously something for everyone. I mean, just as long as you like nature, if you like being in nature in the most beautiful place you've ever seen, in the most with the most gorgeous weather. Well, I say gorgeous because I'm from Florida and I like it cold. But (laughs) uh, (laughs) and you will love Alaska, and there's something for everybody to do. So that was my favorite one.
1: I love it. All right, British, what's the I know you've got two different favorites, one with Danny, yeah. and it's probably the one that Danny hasn't mentioned but sort of alluded to. And then I know you've got one from a recent cruise to Alaska as a passenger on Disney Cruise Line. So let's let's first do the what was the one you did with Danny that was, you know, a favorite
0: of yours? So funny enough, surprise, surprise, Danny. It was absolutely the men and hall experience. I, 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 thought
2: thought I thought you were gonna say that I thought you were gonna say that that's what I thought you were gonna say. Yeah, no, zipline was that. awesome. Don't get me wrong, because that was the first time
0: I had ziplined in my life. Yeah, and I remember mm-hmm. I've never been like She was scared to do it. Danny death. was like, nope, let's go. And I'm like, Oh girl, really? Seriously? She's like, Yes. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do it. I'm going with her to do it. And we've got photos to it. prove it. And uh, yeah, I put it like this. Danny made me feel like I was at least twenty years younger than when I was going. Don't give me wrong. I'm not trying to age myself or anything like that or date myself, but I am saying that she had me doing some things, and I'm like, mm, but like, should I be like nineteen doing this? Do you think? Yeah. But- Listen, I was also terrified
1: to zip line. I have now ziplined in two different places. I've done that long, tall zip line in Saint Martin, yeah, and I've also done one of the zip line canopy or the sort of multiple zip lines. I think it was in Saint Kitts on a like on a sugar plantation, yeah. which was uh, phenomenal as well. But I think for ziplining, you need if you are like me and you are chicken, <laughs> you need an adventurous partner yes. with you. Be be that a best friend. Be be that a romantic partner be that your work wife or work husband you just you need someone with you to encourage you and cheer you on And you should tell your guides that you're terrified because then they'll kind of distract you. They will figure distract you and then they'll just send you flying, which is what they
2: did for me. And you just wait, I promise you, by the end of it, you're going to be going upside down. Maybe not going upside down. I'm going to put that out there. I have not gone upside down, but I was like, whoo, no. (laughs) (laughs) Promise me the next time you go, you're going to go upside down. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Get a picture of it. So the zip lining was great.
0: But my absolute favorite life changing was the kayaking on the Mendenhall Lake, I think it, was co- it is called, to the actual glacier, a little bit of hiking yeah. to the actual where we were able to go into the cave. To, to say the least, it was one of the most incredible experiences of my life to say that I am inside of this blue ice glacier. Talk about once That's in so a lifetime. I'm just going yeah, to pinch me. I've got pictures yeah, of that yeah. as well. And then we came from out and then we had, we we were hiking on top of the glacier, jumping over the, what do they, what do they called you guys? The crevasses. The crevasses. And I even have like <laughs> slowed down footage of jumping over the crevasses. It's just. I watch those and I'm like, why did we do that? <laughs> <laughs> You're like crazy people. I don't know who that was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My adventure, you know, antennas were on a hundred at that point, because you could have got me to do anything at that point. I was like, yeah, let's jump out of that plane right now. Like (laughs) Everything. I was so excited. I love it. So yeah, that was definitely the highlight of, of Danny and I and our cruises. And it was the reason, honestly, I fell in love with Alaska because again, I'm a, listen, I am a self-proclaimed, I'm a city girl. Okay, yes, I've been living Mm -hmm. in Florida, in the suburbs of Florida, Orlando, Tampa, a long time. But at heart, What will never leave is I'm just a big city, Chicago, New York kind of girl. That's what I tend to do. Yep. And I was one that said, OK, so we're going to I'm going to Alaska. It's cold in Alaska.
1: <laughs> you know, it's cold in Chicago. I'm sure you know what cold is like, British. I mean, I grew up in New York. I I know visiting Chicago. It's colder in
0: Chicago than it is in New York. It, so It's, it's, it's Antarctica type. That's a whole nother conversation, yeah. but nonetheless. <laughs> Reason I wasn't excited about going someplace cold, you know? I'm like, <laughs> 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 um, And then I, you know, did the whole cliche sort of. The thing that uh, well no I don't get me wrong I want to get to Alaska but I, can I just get to like a certain ripe old age and then I'll go and retire or something <laughs> you, know, you guys <laughs> ever heard people talk about going to Alaska when they retire like just this yes it's uh, nuts it's be, a thing
1: they but they don't sail on Disney Cruise Line they sail on Princess Holland, Cruise Line all America we're all in America they used to sail yeah, yeah. nothing wrong with that you go in
0: retirement no, but no don't no. wait if
1: you no. can don't wait the, yeah a, Agreed. Now, British, you, you loved Alaska so much yeah. that you decided to go as a passenger just recently with your husband on a Disney cruise. And you had mentioned before we started the show that you had an, a, a different excursion that you recently did in Alaska that you just loved. And I want you to share with myself, with Danny and our audience, what that one was.
0: Recent. I, I fell in love with, with Alaska as a destination with Danny over a course of an entire summer where I felt like we must have gone back <laughs> the times in the summer. It was sort of like our route, if you will. We went back and forth. Fell in love. Just about three weeks ago, I had an opportunity to return to my, my favorite cruise itinerary with Disney, but this time with my husband, with Be Our Guest Vacations, but really from a consumer co- customer perspective. And it was amazing. It did not, it did not fail. The only difference was that it was a little different for me, was that it was a five night because there are five night Disney cruises to uh, within Alaska. But the difference is that it was just one port because it takes a couple of days to get there from Vancouver, a couple of days to get back. So we did one and it was in old oh, Skagway. I know. We were not in Skagway. We were not in Skagway. Help me. Ketchikan. Thank you. Thank you. We were in Ketchikan, which, by the way, I heard was one of the, if not the rainiest place in North America or something like that. Three weeks ago, it was 80 degrees and sunny skies in Ketchikan. And beautiful. Just to let you know. And so my husband, whom I had prepared, like he was a six-year-old, now make sure you pack all your layers and make (laughs) sure you put your wet coat. And because I felt like I'm the, you know, Alaska expert on how to dress learned all right. that from Danny. So I made sure Shelby had everything. And when we got there, he was sort of looking at me like, <laughs> Are you kidding? What do I need my, all this stuff for? Could have just wore the same clothes I'm wearing right now in 90 degree Orlando. But it was <laughs> oh, I told him goodness. it was a treat that he would get this type of weather. Um so we yeah. but anyway, the the excursion one and we were in catch camp. If you are an adventurer, if you are someone who wants to go to Alaska and be feel like you're in Alaska, out in the wilderness, doing rugged stuff, I've got one for you. So the name of the excursion, the port adventure, it's not sexy, but it is what it is. It describes it perfectly. It's called UTV Boat Ride and Crab Fest. That is the name of the port adventure. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Doesn't sound sexy. You're right. <laughs> beautiful and fabulous sounding. And I'm like, okay, that's pretty simple too. But what's it all about? Well, it starts out with a UTV ride. You dri- You are in an air conditioned uh, van with a small group, maybe 15 of us total. Hmm. Uh, base camp was about a 40 minute drive up through the mountains of Ketchikan the most scenic experience we have finally arrive at base camp where we get off of the, the, the out of the van and we have a little bit of a training on how to ride this not ATV but it's a UTV I don't know what the difference is Except that this, I think they're was, bigger. Yeah, it was a super rugged wilderness, bumpy ride, and I felt like mm. the tires needed to be straight up like utility type tires because they would just buck yeah. and break on any type of environment. Anyway, so we they had two seaters and four seaters. Shelby drove the two seater, drove in our two seater. I must have laughed and screamed. The whole entire time we were going at speeds. I think we had gotten up to about 40 miles or so per hour, but it felt like it was like 80 miles per hour. And you're going through mud and stuff. We're going, Danny, we're, I'm, I'm, again, I wish you could see this, but we're, we're going, it it was a super rocky ride on a very Mm -hmm. small road. And we were caravanning with the other UTVs in front and behind us. Mm -hmm. And it was a little bit of some winding road. Type action going on, ladies, and it was so you trust and love your driver and make sure that <laughs> <laughs> right or be the driver if you're
1: comfortable. Yes, that
3: <laughs> would be me.
0: Whatever you need to do, which is why-
1: I'll be the passenger. I would I would definitely be the passenger because Brian he. I, he's going to listen to this as he's editing this episode. Brian is a bit of a control freak, and he's not going to let me drive a UTV. He is the driver. He is actually. He's a very good driver, and and dare I say, he's probably a better driver than I am. So I probably <laughs> would trust him more driving than me, especially if our kids in the car or <laughs> in the vehicle.
0: Yeah. Let him, let him drive then, and and that and, yeah. and especially if it, because that's I, I mean I, if we probably would have been anyone other than my husband. I've probably would have my control freak thing would have kicked in. And I'm like, no, I'm driving, you know, but (laughs) I let him drive. And we had a ball five miles to the lake. Five miles back. But nonetheless, once we we did the UTV ride, then we arrived at this most incredible lake that I cannot think the name of, but it was, you felt like it was otherworld when you walked mm-hmm. to that space. Natural, undisturbed lake. And we spent probably 20 minutes there. Then there was over to the left this beautiful little Alaskan boat waiting on us to get on. And we all walked cool. and wrote, got onto the boat that then took us on another maybe 30-minute adventure past all these old can used to be fisheries and canneries and we ended up at this wonderful lodge called George's Inlet. The best. You know, Danny, George Inlet? Of course. Cor- I've did. done every excursion in Alaska.
2: <laughs> I, s- I spent 10 years there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she knows for sure. And George's Inlet, we went inside. And we had a like communal type lunch with the rest of the folks that were on this excursion with us. And all I can say is the are, are the the Alaskan crabs. Oh forget it, I can't get to my picture, but the Dungeness. Oh they were crazy big. Yeah. It's rich.
2: all you can eat, Dungeness crab, and it is the sweetest so you know because you're you I, probably we eat Dungeness
1: crab. Yeah, we get great Dungeness crab. It comes from Alaska, yes. but it comes down to the Seattle area. Dungeness crab is fantastic, and so I can only imagine if you know if it's prepared well, which is really just steaming it just to perfection. Yeah. It doesn't need any seasoning or anything. It's not like Maryland crabs where you ha- put all that old bay on it. No, oh, yes. you can just eat it like plain. And the taste. meat is so delicious and sweet and fantastic. And we don't have Dungeness crab over here.
2: Right. So right. I had had. It's a West king, Coast thing. Yeah. yeah. I had had king crab, which if you're going to Alaska, you have to go to Tracy's Crab Shack. It's huge now. When I first started going to Tracy's Crab Shack, it was literally a shack. It was a tiny little shack, like only like one or two people could fit in it. Now it's huge, but their crab legs are like this big. So oh, yeah. I had had king crab, I had had stone crab and blue crab. I had never had Dungeness crab, and it is so so good. Sweet. Mm-hmm. And that like was it blueberry brambleberry? Yeah, it was the blueberry.
0: They had a uh, blueberry for this visit. A cheesecake, a blueberry cheesecake, is how it ended. Nice. Oh, that sounds, delicious. that sounds like a perfect way to end
1: a day on a crazy UTV in Alaska. <laughs> I'm just saying. So you guys, you have had a million like different amazing experiences on the cruises. I, I've got to ask, what was your favorite destination or itinerary? I feel like if I don't ask this question, I you know, People are going to probably, you know, send me nasty emails because you guys got to do so many amazing itineraries. But what would you say was a, a favorite? Danny? let's start with you.
2: So Alaska always has a very special place in my heart. It's funny. So I cruised for 10 years. I lived on the high seas for 10 years. And I do remember that there was a point in my life where I was like, I don't want to do another Alaska cruise. I just want to be in the Caribbean right now. I want to be warm. And I remember being like, no, you need to just be in the moment because one day you're not going to be in Alaska every other week. And you're going to wish you were there. And I could tell you right now, I do some incredible travel still to this day, but I always dream of Alaska. It's just, it's such a special place. So I would say that's just like a really special itinerary that I think everybody should do bucket list. But my favorite cruise, I would have to say... Probably the one you did, the, the Norway. The Norway. Did you, yeah.
1: did you do Iceland? We well? didn't do Iceland. We just did Norway, the fjords. We didn't get to do, we, we did one that was a seven-night itinerary. We did not get to do the, the itinerary that includes Iceland, which is okay. often a longer itinerary. But I would love to do, that's the that's the other European one that I'm dying to do yeah 10 or 11 nights depending on the the year and the season I think
2: that one also goes to Sweden as well oh, yeah which I really really loved I, I just I love that that part of the world
1: yeah so it sounds like you actually like the cold weather you know Danny I the
2: cold that. didn't bother oh, you love, anyway <laughs> I love the cold weather I, you know because I'm from Florida so right I'm, I'm always you need an heat. escape yeah exactly yeah British,
0: what about you? What's uh, What would you say is a favorite? Absolutely. I'm not going to beat a, a, the, the the drum on, on Alaska anymore because it seems like maybe our show should have been, you know, called the PCO <laughs> Alaskan Cruise Show today. <laughs> <laughs> that we've got two big Alaska fans on here, but that definitely will always have a special place in my heart. And I will hopefully continue to go back year after. Like I, I will go for the rest of my life to Alaska. Yeah, I, Love that place, but other than that, I would say my favorite was honestly it was the on the magic. It was the 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 Mediterranean cruise. Oh, oh yeah, listen, the, the being in the south of France, the Amalfi Coast, because I'm a big you know history buff. I mean, all of that yeah. old world it, it, it brings to life the fact that the United States of America, in the big scheme of things, is just like a baby. It's so beautiful. totally. It's just, are you Don't. kidding me? That building is how old? It's a hundred years old. Right. That's a baby. I'm having lunch in something that's been sitting here for, you know, a thousand years. Like that's the kind of stuff that makes me so excited. So a lot of that had to do with why I fell in love with the Mediterranean cruise. Beautiful scenic, this kind of stuff you see in pictures. You get to walk down those streets, cobblestones, love it. feel the walls. I'm, I'm a nerd like that where I would touch, you know, certain you know, structures in Rome and and just say, oh, my gosh, you know, who, if these walls could talk, you know, kind of thing.
1: Totally. Can't imagine what they what they've seen and heard over the thousands of years. It's amazing. All right. Well, before we wrap up the show, Danny, you were telling British and I about some fabulous swap opportunities that are available through World of DVC. And what I want to preview for our listeners is that people ask all the time, you know, to myself and to Brian and to other folks who are sort of DVC experts of, okay, I've got these points, but I don't, I'm not going to use them this year and I want to cruise and they ask about converting those points and booking a Disney cruise through DCL. And I always, always, always tell them, don't do it unless yeah. you have to, because it's a DVC charter or DVC member cruise where they make you pay for somebody on points. Do not convert your points To cruise through Disney Cruise Line. And the reason I tell them not to do that is because the conversion is is terrible. You essentially are getting pennies on the dollar. Um, You are better off going and renting your points out either privately or on DVC rental store and taking that cash and then paying for a cruise yourself. But Danny was telling me off air about an amazing opportunity that now exists through World of DVC called a swap. Why don't you tell our listeners what that is? And then give us, a, you? I know you looked up a cruise to give us a great example of what the difference is in that conversion if you're going to do it through DCL versus if you're going to do it through you guys at World of DVC.
2: So I was obviously a DVC guide on the cruise ships for many years. I met with thousands of families. I actually have a lot of members that listen to this podcast. So hey guys. And so, yeah, we would get that, asked that question all the time. And I always knew, obviously about renting out your points. And I would always try to recommend that and look like that's not for everyone also. So some people do like using your points on the cruise and and if that works for you that's fine if if you know you have those points anyway you're not going to use them great you know it's yeah. you don't have to take any money out of pocket to go on a cruise however we just started this swap program a, a little over about a year ago and it is unbelievable the point conversion. Okay. So I just looked up. So basically essentially what we're doing is we are renting out your points. And you were taking that cash and using it to cover your cruise. But I don't think a lot of people realize like how big of a savings it is. Like we know it's a savings. We we kind of know you can do it, but like how do you do it and what does that look like? So I looked up a seven night very maritime cruise. In November, on the Fantasy, Eastern Caribbean, a veranda, family of four, so two adults and two kids. Great
1: itinerary, were, by the way. Great yes. itinerary. I mean, because it's a maritime, time, because it's seven nights, and because it's Eastern Caribbean. So good good on you for picking that itinerary, Danny. I love it. I had to pick the
2: best because I yeah. didn't want anyone to be like, okay, but you picked a three-night, yeah. like, NASA. You know, I want the real deal here. So... If you were to use your points and book direct with DVC, it would be for this exact cruise 814 to 910 points for a family of four plus a $95 transfer fee. Right. Transfer
1: fee is not terrible, but that's a lot of points. I don't know that that, a lot of people don't have that number of points or don't necessarily have that number of points available at any given time.
2: Right. And you can use points in cash. So you can do that. You do have to have enough points to cover an entire person. So I did have a lot of members that would do that. They would use points for one person and pay cash for everybody else to kind of lower the financial burden. If you were to do this exact same cruise with the SWAP program, it would be 195 points to 388 points. Jeez! Wow. You're kind of blowing my mind right now. Right? Yeah.
1: That's like half. I mean, that's, yeah, in the ballpark, half or even less than
2: half. I mean, on the high end, it's, talking, it's still less than half. It depends on the cruise, depends on what your home resort is. We're talking about 40 to 80% less than booking (laughs) direct, which is just insane. So, there, and that's a seven night. So, if you're a family that has 150 points and you could have never dreamed of going on a Disney cruise, well, guess what? Now you can. Absolutely. You could do a three, four, five night Disney cruise for your whole family and make it work. you know, even if you want to do a a seven night with banking and borrowing, you can make that happen mm-hmm. now. And so these swaps are not only for Disney cruises. These are for adventures by Disney, same type of savings for ABD. Mm. You can also do, there's, we're really branching out and there's, you're going to see a lot more with the swap program, but you could do like beach house rentals, vacation homes. You know, those houses in Reunion, Florida that are like 16 bedrooms and they're all Disney themed and stuff. You can rent those houses out um, through the SWAP program. You can do like all inclusive resorts, you know, around the Caribbean and that kind of thing. There are so many options in the SWAP program. So if you haven't explored it yet, definitely do it because it is such a cool way to use your points. I'm actually probably going to do a blog pretty soon or a vlog on abd over here in in italy yeah i'm um, using the SWAT program so that awesome. is just an incredible way you know not everybody wants to do every single trip at disney yeah i mean disney's amazing but well sure yeah.
1: i mean why wouldn't we though well, Danny, tell folks how they can connect with you and with World of DVC if they're interested in doing a swap or if they're interested in the resale market or the rental store. How can how can folks connect with you to to do those kinds of things?
2: Yeah, so the best way to connect with me is either you can text me any day. My phone number is 954 954- Two five seven two four two five. That's actually my direct cell phone number. You have the direct line to me, or you can email me at Danny D A N I at dvcresalemarket.com. And you can just contact me. I'll get you in touch with Ellie if you want to do a swap, or uh, I'll get you in touch with Paul if you want to write your points out, and they can help you with that. And then if you don't have enough points to do a swap or you don't have enough points to rent them out. Queen B over here. That's right. Can yeah, help you.
1: British, why don't you tell folks if they want to book their vacation with BR Our Guest, uh, how they can get in touch with you or with the other agents at the agency and uh, how they can sort of follow along on the adventures of BR Our Guest. Yeah,
0: absolutely. We are full service at World of BBC. I love it. So for that concierge level experience, let us take care of your vacations for you. You can first of all go to our website, which is Be Our Guest Vacations plural, beourguestvacations.com. There you can see all of the offerings of our agency. You can also, right on the site, click on where it says request a quote, pick whatever destination you're looking for, whether it's Walt Disney World, Disneyland, which by the way, Disneyland, you can now book for 2024. A lot of people have been asking.
1: Yes. We've been waiting for those hotel
0: rooms to open up. Thanks for telling us, Bernice. Come on. Today (laughs) is actually the day. I love it. uh, Depending on when this air, but it is open and uh, Adventures by Disney, Disney Cruises, of course. So you can select your destination and then tell us a little bit about what you're wanting to do. And then that immediately will go to me. And then I'll have one of our amazing uh, advisors reach out to you to give you an idea of of,
2: uh, pricing and answer your questions. So that's how you find. I've been in the industry for a long time, but I never realized that Travel agents, I don't know if they're all like this, but at least with BR guests, they're free. Like, They'll get you the same rate that you're seeing, if not a better rate. For cruises, they'll get you onboard credits and they book it all for free and you don't do anything. Yeah, there's no charge. What have I been doing my whole life? Why was I not (laughs) using a travel agent? Like what in the world? I
1: hear you Danny. I think there there is definitely I mean we try and educate people all the time about that. It is it is standard for Disney vacations and other cruise vacations, any kind of sort of all-inclusive type vacations, it is standard in the travel industry that the that the destination is essentially paying right. the commission to the agents. And so it's not coming out of what the consumer would pay. The consumer pays the same if you pay it direct to Disney or if you pay it through a travel agent. You're paying the same amount and instead it, it's that disney is giving a portion of the you know of what was booked to those travel agencies in order to compensate them for their planning costs. So great benefit to the consumer. You know, why not give a small business money instead of Disney or at least give them a piece of Disney's money? So that's that's where I stand on that issue. But thanks so much, ladies, for joining me today. I really appreciate it. It's been super enlightening talking to you both. You have a wealth of experience and we just really appreciate your expertise, especially on these amazing Disney Cruise Line Excursions.
0: Thanks again. It's been our pleasure. Thanks for having us.
2: It is always so fun to come on. So thank you so much for having us.
3: All the things are there, including a way you can sign up to be a guest on the show if you'd like to share your Disney Cruise Line experience. Most importantly, you can always email us at dclduo at gmail.com if you'd like to connect with us. Or you can call our voicemail line if you'd like to leave us a message. We love to include the voices of our listeners in our show. Just dial 402-413-5590. That's 402 402- 413 413 and that will head straight to our Google Voice voicemail line. The DCL Dual Podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent or the great folks over at My Path Unwinding Travel. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with a DC CL Duo. Good night.